to another episode of Access Ability. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games and more people to see themselves in the games they play? If you're a disabled gamer, buying a game on release day can often be a little bit of a gamble. Features and settings for games are usually locked in place weeks if not months before release and if you're just looking for general information, previews, reviews, video coverage, trailers, usually you can learn a lot about what features and settings a game's going to have. The problem is, if you're looking for accessibility information, that can often be a lot more difficult to come by before launch day. While the overall state of video game accessibility has been trending upwards quite well for the last couple of years, one area that has been really lagging behind is transparency regarding accessibility. There are obviously outliers, uh, if you look at The Last of Us 2, we knew in advance of that game's release a lot of its very detailed granular accessibility settings, but for the most part, you'll be lucky to find out what a game's accessibility settings are a couple of days before release, and for a lot of games, release day is the first chance you're going to get to find that information out. So today, on Accessibility, we're going to talk about the importance of transparency when it comes to video game accessibility settings. We're going to talk about some games and some developers that get things right in terms of making sure that that information is out there early, and we're going to provide some detailed step-by-step -step instructions that developers can follow to make sure that disabled players, up front, before your game releases, know whether it's going to be accessible to them or not. In terms of making accessibility information about your game accessible to players before launch, there's a few different points in development where you can make that information available to disabled players. For today's video, we're going to begin by talking about options that start closest to a game's launch, and work backwards to options that give disabled players more information at an earlier point in time. In terms of making disabled gamers aware of your accessibility settings, we're going to start today with the bare minimum we should expect of developers, providing advanced review codes to disabled gamers who produce accessibility-focused reviews. As a bare minimum, our industry should expect game developers to make an effort to at the same time as they're sending out review copies of games to more established traditional review outlets, also send copies to a variety of disabled gamers who cover accessibility from a variety of perspectives, with differing accessibility needs. Basically, the latest a disabled gamer should be able to find out if a video game will be playable by them is whatever date the wider review embargo lifts. If all of their friends are excitedly reading positive reviews of your game and deciding to pick it up and play it together, a disabled player in that friend group should be able to check reviews and find out if the game will be playable for them so that they know that they can also get excited and decide whether to make that purchase with their friends. Accessibility-focused reviews may not get the most views in the world, or be from the biggest names at the most high-profile gaming outlets, but you as a game developer should still make an effort to ensure this step happens. Those reviews might not be for as wide an audience, but the people who rely on those reviews to make purchasing decisions find them invaluable. If you care about making your games accessible, you need to make sure players know if they can play your game on launch day or not. A good example of this handled right was last year's release of the Xbox Series X. Following a lot of creators in the accessibility review space, Basically every disabled game reviewer I know, be they large or small, was sent console review hardware by Microsoft multiple weeks ahead of the console's release, ensuring both plenty of time to create coverage, as well as a strong variety of accessibility coverage about the console being available prior to launch. Moving a little further back from launch, 
In a perfect world, accessibility-focused game critics should also be invited to check out preview builds of games during early hands-on demo events. When you've got a playable version of your game ready for the press to try out, and want to get audience excited about what the game is like to play, try and involve disabled critics in that early conversation. Courtney Craven over on Can I Play That recently did a fantastic accessibility-focused preview of upcoming PS5 exclusive Returnal, and reading that preview was a big part of the catalyst to me working on this video. Disabled creators doing early preview coverage of a game from an accessibility perspective shouldn't be a rare occurrence, but I struggle to pinpoint the last time I saw an accessibility-focused preview of a game ahead of reviews for the game dropping. I know it happens, I know that there are people that I follow who do this, but it happens rarely enough that I can't remember the last instance. Lastly, and this is perhaps most important, Make sure to talk about your planned accessibility features once they're in your game, and you know that they're likely to be a part of the final release. Don't treat accessibility as a secret to be used as marketing buzz down the line, strategically doled out when most beneficial to the PR team. If you know what accessibility features your game is going to have, simply talk openly about them. The Last of Us 2 was a great example of this. Developer Naughty Dog, ahead of release, published a full comprehensive list of accessibility features in the game, including disability presets and explanations of specific features. By contrast, in the lead-up to the release of the PlayStation 5 last year, Sony kept its hand incredibly close to its chest about accessibility features until very close to launch. Basic questions, such as if the console's adaptive triggers could be turned off completely, were left unanswered officially until a couple of days before release, months after the window to pre-order the console had come and gone. For disabled players, that information needed to be much sooner, ideally before pre-orders for the console went live. Learning that disabled players could turn that feature off, at a point where the console was all sold out and would be for months, doesn't really do disabled players much good. If you're a game developer or publisher, and you want to see disabled players getting excited about your games, you need to let them know early on it's okay for you to get excited about this when making steps to make sure you can play it. If you want all of those months of hype and excitement building and trailers and reveals and all of those things that build up to someone getting really excited and buying your game day one, if you want that to be a thing that disabled players can get behind, you need to be transparent early on, because if you can tell a disabled player, hey, you can play this, you can get them on board with getting excited about your game. It's, it's hard to get excited about something you might not be able to play. That information is important. Don't leave disabled gamers in the dark about whether or not they're going to be able to play your game. Make sure there are reviews from disabled reviewers, make sure there are previews from disabled critics, make sure that you've officially put information out so that as soon as possible people know, can I fundamentally play this game that looks pretty cool? Don't just make your games more accessible, make information on accessibility more accessible too.